0: I am Suzanne Legrand, and this is The Case of the Missing Home. I looked up at Joy suspended in midair, her feet flailing, unable to touch the ground, a mass of tentacles writhing in and out of her three lower chakras. Another cluster of tentacles sprouted from her heart. Energy carried by the tentacles flowed one direction, away from her. Why, I asked the stone people, why would Joyce allow this? The stone people showed me Joyce as a girl, maybe six years old, hiding under a table, curled up into a tight ball, while her teenage brother paced around her, glowering, trying to grab her. This was not child's play. In the corner under the table, I could see herself trying to make herself smaller, trying not to breathe, plain dead. Sometimes she escaped her brother, but he was always waiting. Twice he had strangled her until she passed out. Why do you always make him so mad? Was her mother's main response. Now I saw Joyce's mother, how it was her job and that of the women in her ancestral line to mediate conflicts, to soothe, to agree, to mollify, to keep the peace, to deny. Then I saw the prince, an unconscious wounded male, drunk on control, threatened by Joyce's power, not unlike her brother. She tried to make herself smaller so as not to irritate him. She tried to be helpful. Joyce cooked and cleaned and solved the prince's computer problems. She deferred to whatever he wanted to watch on TV. She kept the thermostat at a temperature that suited him. It was his house after all. But the more comfortable she made his life, the more irritable he became. The prince thought he'd invited the princess on the pedestal to move in, but found himself instead living with Cinderella. I had asked to be shown the root cause of Joyce's inability to find a home. It seemed, according to the stone people, that even as a child, Joyce had not had a home where she felt welcomed and safe. There was one more thing they wanted me to see, in order to understand the origin of Joyce's wound.